we're not some finished. Some line of information. <laughs> we're not finished yet. It's this. Is this surrounding we've got here? This. It's inspired me. <laughs> That's all the acting I've seen today. That's it as well. You're very theatrical in this podcast, (laughs) aren't you? Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. And welcome everyone to... Oh no, what episode are we on? 75... We are, 75. 75. Well, yes. This is our three-quarter of a century podcast. It is, it is. And what a location. People will notice if they are on YouTube that we are recording this for the first time. We're doing a, a sort of a, a recorded uh, video podcast. But not only are we doing that, Dad, we are also doing it rural. We are, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we are rural to you. We are in Berkeley Square in London. Yeah, the Nightingale sang here somewhere. I don't think he'll be singing today, but he's singing. <laughs> he, he does reputably sing. Anyway, isn't that do you lovely? Want, do you want to give us a little rendition? Do you know? Do you remember no, how it goes? No, no, I can't. I, I, I sang it with my singing teacher, but I can't you? remember how it goes. No, I can't do that. No, I'm not singing, Steve. I'm a good artist, but I'm not a very good singer. Listeners won't know this, but you can actually <laughs> sing. Um, uh, that's another day. That's another day. Anyway, so yes, we're recording in Berkeley Square in central London. You've come up to visit me, and uh, we've just been to the theatre. We've had a lovely day. We had a great day. But anyway, how are you today? Well, I'm great. You're pretty buzzing, uh, aren't you, after I'm, today? I'm really buzzing. We've just met Caroline Quinton. And have, I, yeah. I don't know whether the uh, overseas people would know who she is, but anybody in England would know who she is. Men behaving badly and, oh, so many Jonathan other Jonathan Creek, Jonathan Kiss Creek, That's right. Yeah. And you met her anyway a couple of days ago, didn't you? Because you did. did a podcast at the Actors' Centre and Caroline Quinton was a guest speaker. Yeah, that's so right. she was, she was, she, and it was lovely, folks, because when we met her at the set, because Stephen asked, told her that we were coming up to see the, the uh, play that she's in today. And she said, oh, well, bring them round afterwards. Anyway, and we went round, didn't we? And she, she treated you like an old friend. <laughs> oh, hello, she said. <laughs> oh, not quite like oh, that. No, but she was lovely. She Absolutely was lovely. And, um, we should really plug that. It was a brilliant show uh, for anyone in London or visiting London as a fan of the theatre. Uh, it's Noel Coward's uh, Relative Values on at the Harold Pinter Theatre. Yes, and it's and worth, just definitely worth going. It's really, really good. We thoroughly good. enjoyed it. It was good brilliant. laugh. Very good fun. Anyway, enough about theatre and yeah, you meeting all the stars. Yeah. Um, let's <laughs> dive on to some, uh, some questions. Let's have a look. First one here. Dear Colin, this is from Alina. Dear Colin, I have been asked to paint a dog who has sadly passed away and he only would like the painting of the dog to be in, uh, an imagery of it sitting in, rainbow, in a rainbow bridge. It's apparently a place, sort of doggy heaven, where pets go down. Uh, pets go when they die. This is undou- dou- undoubtedly going to be uh, going to be a gift for his young daughter. My question is, what sort of colours would you use to begin with a rainbow? How would I go about this? The photo that I will use has a very dark green background, but I was thinking to somehow diffuse a rainbow into it. Any ideas? Love all your work and inspiring lessons and podcasts. Love listening to you and, of course, Steve. <laughs> thanks. Many thanks, Alina. Uh, so, yeah, that's, rainbows. That's lovely. We, yeah. We've had that question before. Uh, we have well, about rainbows, but this was, this was a bit unusual. And the first reaction I had was, oh, dear. If you, put a rain, uh, you do a dog, and I've, the dog is a lovely dog that mm. she wants to paint, and I thought, put a rainbow. I can imagine either it going over the top of his head or it being set into a rainbow. You see what I mean going across? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I don't know. I wasn't really, really convinced that that was really a good idea. 
So what I suggested with, uh, to Elena, and she's come back and she said she agrees with me, is that instead of having a rainbow, have one of my foggy backgrounds and put rainbow colours in it. Okay, yeah. You know, like a, it's like imagery of a rainbow, but not an no, actual not, rainbow. No, no, not the image, no. Not a rainbow in any shape or form. Just have a, um, a, a blank canvas, basically, with a, like a mist. And then into that mist, put the rainbow colours intermittently around. Okay. So it's like a bit like, you know, you've seen me do before. And uh, I think this would look very nice. And she could choose all the colours, and I listed the colours for her, that she could put in. And... I think it would be more acceptable as a colour. And I've got a feeling that it would be more etherical. Yeah, know, it would give in a the foggy background. That, yes, yeah. that the dog was actually in heaven. But if you put a, a real rainbow in, I think that would be um, just a little bit... Uh, well, I, I, I just didn't like the idea, I've got to say. No, OK. I just felt it would be a little twee. It's an interesting thing about rainbows, because... Um, well, you were thinking of doing one anyway, aren't yes, you? Possibly I'm going in the to, future. But in the right setting, we'll see. But yeah. in the right setting. But it's an interesting thing with this kind of subject, how you take that idea and you... Because I suppose then you're making a bit more of a picture of it. Mm, um, that's right. And you're making the dog the focus rather than the rainbow. Because mm. I imagine if you have the dog and the rainbow, the rainbow and the dog, they're kind of both sort of a key feature of the picture. Mm. Would you say? And then yeah, make, you're making think, the dog more of the That's right. The and I think what would focus. happen would be, as time goes on, um, you'd probably get fed up with the rainbow. <laughs> right. You know, you'd look at it and think... Especially as the child grows up, because this is for a young child. I can imagine, yeah. Uh, and I think she'll always love that picture, because it's obviously a, a very well-loved dog. And she'll always be able to remember it. And she'll remember it as she grows up. She'll, she'll still think of it as being... Not twee, being... Not too young and... Yeah, yeah. It'll grow up with her. So doing a rainbow, uh, obviously that's easier because you're putting the rainbow colours into... It's not necessarily easier, it's still tricky, but it's easier than doing a set rainbow, would you say? I would... uh, um, Yes, I would think it would be, yes. Because you... Again, you see, how would you... How would you define the rainbow? Would you have on either end of the rainbow? Not either end, the top and the bottom, I mean. Would it just be blank canvas? Or would you make the rainbow spread the whole way of the picture? You see what I mean? You you kind of start thinking, how is this going to work? Mm. And also, do you... This is going to be a generic question, and just a, something that popped into my head. If you were doing a rainbow, would you put the rainbow on first? And then do, how would you do the sky? How would you do, how would you do the rainbow in the sky? No, I do, now, I do when the you've got first. red, yeah, that's a tricky. Uh, yes, yes, but red would go on first, and then you could mute the red, like we did, a bit like we did with Poppy. That wouldn't be a, really a problem. I don't think, in any case, the re- the rainbow is not as severe a colour as the um, colours in. You know, like the poppy, for instance, which would be a very brilliant red. Mm. You're talking about diffuse colours. Rainbows are very diffuse, so you can get away with... You probably could get away with actually a light grey background, or a light grey, if you were going to do it anyway, and then put the colours into that, so it would mute it. Because usually you would say you don't put anything down below a red, but on this occasion it would be diffused anyway, so you kind of would... Well, it would mute it, and that's what you'd want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Very uh, good questions. Well, I love these questions because they make you think. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I think Alina's um, going to do go ahead with that anyway and do it as I suggested. Great stuff. Okay, so, oh, this is a long one from Louise. Um, I'll try and summarise this up. Hi, Colin. I recently purchased a three-month 
period for watching your videos and I'm enjoying them immensely and will likely go for the lifetime membership. I watched your video on painting human eyes yesterday and was amazed. In it, I noticed several times uh, you went back and added more white to the eye right next to the black ring around the iris. When I try something like that, I usually end up smudging the colours. However, you, didn't never seem to ha- you never seem to have this problem. Nor do you have this problem when you add features such as eyelashes to many layers of pastels, whereas mine sometimes smudge. Let's cover that first. Yeah, let's do that first. That's important. Um, well, so putting what, what, eye, uh, the white back into yeah. the eye. Well, what you notice, if you've ever seen me do, and I'm sure you've all seen me do lights in your eyes i put the light in first i always put the light the white in first mm. and then i surround it with all the colors now what happens after a period of time of doing these i you get some of the smudge or some of the color filtrates into the white of the eye so you kind of start to lose it however with a nice sharp white you can always pick that back up again because you've got the color underneath so the oh, colors that's that's filtered into it are only going on top of the white the white's still underneath it. Mm. See what I mean? So you then can re-establish the white easily. That's that's the secret that's, to that. That's the secret to that. And the other the other part where uh, you know Eyelashes. I can put the colours on and they they're clean. It's, it's usually you'll see me use sharp pencils. It's always sharp pencils. The that's sharp the pencils cut through, just like whiskers. You've seen me do it. And eyelashes here. And eyelashes, yeah. You've got to have a sharp pencil. If you've got a sharp pencil, you can do you've it. Got it. Okay. Also, the edges of my paper end up being quite dirty by the time the portrait is finished. I've only done dogs so far, and I have to clean it up with an eraser. I'm using both your type of pastels and various brands of soft pastels, but do you have any suggestions for these problems? So, mm. so it's being dirty, uh, you know, well, mm. dirty. Well, quote, what happens here, Steve, is um, usually with the dark colours, you get, when you blow the colour off, you know, you start using it, you, you, you know, Sound effects, folks. I don't know what that's like on the mic. Probably not very good. (laughs) Anyway, and you blow the colour away. And what happens? Where does it go? It goes on the side of the paper. Yeah, yeah. So you tend to get uh, a little bit of a smudgy mess on the outside. Now, as you get more experience, you'll find you can can control that. Because very... Right, well, right, control so where the, pastels, the, the residue pastel goes. Yes, it tends to go. And the other problem is, uh, did she, sorry, can I just recap? Does she say I rub it out? Yeah, with an eraser. Now, that's one of the worst things you can do. Why is that? Well, because what you're doing, imagine you've got, uh, you, you, you've, you've blown all the dark pastel dust off and it's gone over the, the outer edge of your image. Now, the way to get rid of it, you think, is to rub it out. As soon yeah. as you start rubbing it, you start taking just a little bit minute of part of the paper off. You disturb the surface of the paper. So what happens when you start... Using that more, paper? No, no, not so much that. But when you start carry on with your, um, uh, you know, your artwork on the image and you blow it again, not only does that dust carry on and go back to where it was before, but this time it clings uh, to the to the rough parts of the paper, say, so, all see. clever stuff. Because because whenever you're using the eraser uh, or the rubber, you're you're you're, you're going to yeah. be taking a minute layer off the you paper, are, and are. that's going to affect the you rest can't of avoid the page. You're going to uh, yeah. uh, you know break the surface tension of the paper. Mm. So, good, yeah, good folks, we're not some finished. Line of information. <laughs> we're not finished yet. Is this is this surrounding we've got here? This it's inspired me. <laughs> 
That's all the acting I've seen today. That's it as well. You're very theatrical in this podcast, <laughs> oh, yes. aren't you? Oh, yes, lovely. <laughs> okay, I have a suggestion for you as well now. This is a all suggestion. Right. In complicated techniques, a perfect example is the human eye where so many colours are used. Have you ever thought of producing the technique in a step-by-step written form with pictures in each stage? Mm. Mm, that is a good idea, good idea, that. That is a good idea. I, I wouldn't be able to do it on every picture that would oh, be absolutely done impossible. so many yeah but to do a special yes possibly possibly i mean there's you've got obviously the exercise sheets on the eyes and there's there's the packs and it's, there's mm. a lot of written instruction out there isn't there mm. um for covering these techniques but it's a good suggestion so thanks i keep Louise. it in mind and you know these are sort of things that later on i think oh you know somebody said who was it said it to me louise i'll never remember that but i'll say somebody told me um, and, and Louise will know it was her. Of course, you know it. who it is, folks. My memory is not what it used to be. <laughs> so <laughs> Works anyway, that's, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. The next one we have is from Nigel. Hi, Colin. I've just started with pastels and wondered if you could use mount board instead of paper. That's a good that's question, from Nigel. That's a very good question because, strangely enough, when I first started using pastel pencils, and a lot of folks will probably remember this, I actually used mount board when I first started. You have I mentioned used, this, to I, me. yeah. And it was strange because I, I was, I'd only just myself just started using the pastel pencils and I wanted something to use. I wasn't familiar with pastel paper then. So I just got a piece of mound board out, which I thought was suitable, and I used it by sheer coincidence. It happened to be the sand on grey paper that was, on, that was stuck on the mound board. It was Dala Rowney, uh, used to buy it from Fabriano and, and stick it on. So I was lucky. Now, I don't know whether you can get that today. I know you can't get Ongre paper mount board. I know that because the, um, they discontinued it. They had a bust-up. Fabriani oh, that made the Ongre and Dala Rowney that made the mount board had a bust-up. Um, so I would suggest that you don't do that because you re- do really need, when you're using pastel pencil, you need a surface like a, with a tooth on it so that it grabs the pastel off you. If you do it on a, a surface that hasn't got that uh, grip or key, it tends to slide around. Right. And when you start putting more colour on, it'll just take it off, basically. But could you, I mean, well, you do anyway, um, stick the, the on-grey paper to hardboard? Um, you can, but the problem with that is you're going to put something between the uh, pastel paper and the hardboard. Now, whether that's glue, whether it's um, oh, I uh, see. sticky tape, you're going to make that ever so slightly... Um, spongy but what what about just you know use do the the techniques that you do with just taping it to around the edges to the the board no well, that's what you do I, isn't it, it? You, you just masking tape that's what i mean yeah oh you I, just, what you're talking about you're not putting it onto mound board no no i mean on just board oh on hardboard yeah oh on sorry hardboard, yeah sorry, I, I misread you steve i yeah. thought you wanted me you were there is there's a good on. point about putting it onto mount board yes because the glue yeah. the, the, if you're sticking it to it is not going to yeah. really work but i mean the, uh, the suggestion the actual thing yeah. that you do yeah but the thing uh, how i know that is i tried it Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I tried it. No, when when they gave up using the mount board, uh, you know, and I couldn't get any more, I thought, what am I going to do now? So I got some of the paper and I did stick it on mount board and it didn't work. That's how I know. (laughs) But yes, you're quite right. Um, But doing it the way that you do it. The way I do it is absolutely perfect. But so the answer to Nigel's question really is I wouldn't suggest he uses mount board unless 
he happens to find something like I did, you know, with the tooth. Or, but, a, piece, or a pastel paper that really works for him mm, as well. Yeah, but I, I don't think I'd do it. I mean, if you're going to start off... I, mean, I appreciate when you're starting off with pastel, with, with anything, any medium, uh, you've got to experiment a little bit. But really, you, you've got the advantage of being with us, really, and, and in contact with us. And really, I've been there, done that, and I've made all the mistakes. And if... If you follow what we do, follow all the suggestions we do, you can't go wrong. And really, I'd have loved that when I first started out. There, there you go. That advantage. Yeah. Okay. So there we are. Great. Well, that's, uh, that's our questions for this week. And if you've got a question, uh, you can send it through to us. Uh, if you go to colinbadleyart.co.uk and hit the contact page at the top, you can send us uh, a message through our contact form and get in touch with us. It's lovely now. The sun's come out. Sun's clearly, come out. clearly, it's anybody watching this on YouTube will be able to see how beautiful it is. Watch us squinting. We didn't bring. I didn't bring my sunglasses. I should have brought my sunglasses. Oh, let's see your beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, Carolyn Quinton give you a couple of good hugs. I noticed. <laughs> Keep I was mic jealous up. as anything. I was. I bet you were. I didn't get one. <laughs> anyway, uh, so a quick update for members. Then um, the we put in the Moody Sky, which we still haven't talked about, but we're going to no, put we, out the Moody Sky. No. Uh, next week, potentially week uh, in the, within the next week, ten days, the Moody Sky. We just released the poppy just this week, and people that's gone down really well. That poppy, that's a, but a it does look cracker. stunning. It was a cracking picture, uh, was, yeah. and we should mention the senior moment that you had, shouldn't we? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that we cut out a little bit of the <laughs> tutorial because you thought you were recording and you I pressed know. stop. Do you know what was funny about that is that? Um, I was very good. I never swore. I didn't do anything I shouldn't have done. What? Just calmly. Can you imagine what would have, could have happened thinking that the recording was off? <laughs> Fortunately, I, I it doesn't ruin the tutorial because there's plenty of, of, uh, of that section that uh, people can, can read from. But uh, yeah. the, the picture looks great and it's gone down really well. Is, yeah. um, there'll be some more still life and... and you're racking up the projects at the I moment. I am. I'm doing. You? I've got some really great ones that you don't know about yet, folks. But they're coming up. And this moody sky, which perhaps you just mentioned, uh, is part of a, a bigger picture. But the, the bigger picture you've done as a as a, a picture for someone, didn't well, you? It, so yeah, somebody we, wanted a picture. It was quite a large picture. You know, a full Ace A4 picture. And uh, I thought it would be nice to record. I sections. couldn't really do the whole thing because it wouldn't have been fair on the person. But I did the, the sky and, and I asked them. They said, no, absolutely fine. So I did the sky and it came out really well. It, it's something that I wanted, I've been doing, wanting to do for a long time. There's a lot of dark mood, what well, you call it, moody sky. And it is really a bit of blue and a bit of white. A bit of, yeah, and a bit also of with this sky, sorry to interrupt, there was a, there was a colour you put in a, uh, was it uh, ochre? Yeah, I've been saving this for you, Steve. You put ochre in the sky, and, it, and I tell you, it made such a difference. Do you know what that was? What? That was a bit of pan pastel, folks. Was it? No, yeah. you did. You used a pastel pencil, I I'm know, sure. But, but I also put a little bit of pan pastel in there, but I, did, and I didn't tell anybody, you didn't and you t- didn't see me do it. Um, the reason it was, I was experimenting. What I was doing, it, mostly it was the ochre pencil, I agree. Yeah, that's but what I, I saw. thought. You know, what I'll do is I'll just put a little bit... Because in the pan pastel set I've got is a very dark ochre colour I've got. And I thought, I wonder what that would work. Anyway, I did do it, and I put a little bit in. But I didn't want to show it, because, in fairness, not everybody's got pan pastels. Pan pastels, yeah. But I did do it on that. Well, in fact, we were going to talk about skies, and we're going to have to kind of 
scoot over that and maybe leave that to next week uh, as we're sort of out and about. People are looking at us all funny listeners as well. Uh, Um, We're giving them all away, aren't we? Traffic's (laughs) whizzing round Barclays Square. I'm sure people can see all the London... No, they probably can't see all the London taxis behind us. Yeah, they can see. I'm looking in the monitor and I can see. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so the the Moody Sky is a great sky and and, uh, Ochre really surprised me, but it, it really makes the difference. Yes, it does. Especially with that kind... I don't know why, but with that particular atmospheric mm. sky it, it did mm. come out really well um, and there's another section of that picture we'll talk about that next week will we oh alright then I don't even know what that is folks well the other section of the picture that we're releasing as a tutorial oh, to members oh that bit oh the bottom bo- 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 yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. It's going to be a good oh, one. Oh, yes. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, so obviously, look forward to that. And um, if you've got uh, a couple of minutes, it'd be great if you could review us on iTunes. Uh, if you're listening to us through iTunes, then you can simply rate us there, um, or you can discover us through iTunes and subscribe, so you can get uh, each episode delivered to you every week. And uh, Colin Bradley Artcast, you can find us on iTunes. And it'd be great if you could write us a little positive review, because that will increase our listener base and spread the word, which we love. Also, let us know what you think of these outside broadcasts, because we might do some more. We might come back to Berkeley Square. We might go somewhere else next. Yeah, we might do. Some yeah. random London venue. But yeah, so uh, I hope you've enjoyed watching this video podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening, if you've been listening through the website or through our iTunes, Stitcher and, and other methods. And uh, that's it for this week. That's so it. thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.